Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here for a final look breakdown of the NFL Week 13 main site on DraftKings. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, before we get into the breakdown, I want to thank you guys again for the continued support. Closing in again on 6,000 subscribers. Uh, the easiest way to support me since all the content is free is to leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos you don't want to go live. As always for the main sites, I'll be live one hour before lock on my YouTube channel to go over everything, answer all your guys' questions. Also, if you cannot watch the videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. The link is in the description below, which is the DKDFS show. But with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So, um, we'll start it off uh, at quarterback as always, and... Once again, for me, it's going to be the top quarterbacks. I think there's there's already a decent amount of value on the slate. I think there, there could be more that opens up maybe in the next couple of days. Um, so really the guys I'm targeting are the guys at the top. Now, with Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, there, there is some risk involved with both these guys. The reason being is just with Russell Wilson, it's are you confident with the Giants scoring enough points with without Daniel Jones? Um I don't know, right? Like, are the Seahawks going to have to to really put the foot in the gas pedal the entire game? I'm a little bit worried that the Giants are not able to score enough to make this one competitive. So that that's the risk with Russell Wilson. With Kyler Murray, well, it's the shoulder, right? And it's just the fact that he's been a little bit more hesitant hesitant to run the last couple of games, only 15 and 31 yards. Uh, that lowers his floor, right? The reason why we love Kyler Murray is his rushing upside. He's a guy that can go for 50 to 100 yards on the ground, but. Recently, again, with that shoulder injury, it looks like he's a little bit more hesitant to run. Also, this matchup is not the best. So, yeah, there's some risk involved with both Russell Wilson and Kyler. I probably wouldn't go to either, to be honest, in cash games. Now, Deshaun Watson is someone I go to in both, both formats, and I like him a good amount here. Colts missing some pieces in the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Watson is the guy that back-to-back uh, -back games of 30 and 36 fancy points. He's also been running the ball a bit more. This is the Colts and the Texans. is currently the second, I believe, highest over under the slate. So, um, that, I mean, all those things point to Deshaun Watson being a pretty good play. Now, he is missing his top target in Will Fuller. That's, um, you know, maybe a slight downgrade to him. But still got Cooks, a couple other targets where we can look to Kiki Cutie possibly for value. So, Watson is someone that I, I do like a good amount at the top here at 7.5K. Herbert at 6.9K. I will always mention it with anyone playing New England, right? There's the risk. You saw it last week with me getting screwed. Uh, playing, you know, kind of a stack there. New England was playing from ahead. It was a close game. They just slow it down. It's a gross game if New England is playing from ahead or it's close. So that's the risk. Now, positives here with Herbert, 49 and 52 pass attempts in back-to-back -back games. That's really good. Um, now, this is a game that, you know, probably will be closer or maybe the Chargers are playing from ahead in this one. So Herbert at 6-9, I think, is a fine option. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to really prioritize him, though. Aaron Rodgers at 6-8, I just think that's a little bit too cheap. Now, you can honestly say the same thing about Russell Wilson is, are you confident with Philly scoring enough points? I don't know if I am. Um, I don't. I may have to watch that game against Seattle. Seattle's one of the best matchups for Philly, uh, at least for passing, and Wentz still just looked terrible. So I'm not confident in Philly scoring a ton of points. But then again, what was it, three or four weeks ago, it was Mahomes against the Jets, and he still lit it up. Um, you know, so Rodgers, I, I think, is a little bit underpriced at 6.8K. You have the clear guy to pair him with, obviously, and Devontae Adams. The 9K price in Devonta Adams, I think, will lower the ownership a bit on him. But, yeah, I like that stack every single week for GPPs. And, again, I think Aaron Rodgers is too cheap here at 6.8K. 
Cousins at 6'4", does get Adam Thielen back. Um, kind of got a uh, good game trip the last game where he fell behind, so he had to throw the ball 45 times. The downside with Cousins is if Minnesota is playing from ahead, they're going to slow it down, kind of like New England, right? They're going to run the ball a ton with Dalvin Cook. So there's some risk. This is a game they're, they're heavily favored against Jacksonville. They should be playing from ahead. So, yeah, there's some risk involved with Kirk Cousins, right? If they get off to an early lead, we know it's going to be a heavy dose of Dalvin Cook. Taysom Hills at 6.3K, still no Drew Brees. Um, kind of came back down to earth, at least passing-wise, only threw about 9 to 16. I mean, he didn't really have to throw the ball a ton in that game against Denver. Uh, two games ago against Atlanta, he put up 25 games points. You know, the good thing with Taysom Hill is he's got the rushing floor, right? 49, 44 yards in back-to-back games. He's a guy that can do that. Uh, I'm not fully convinced of his passing ability. Again, he looked good against Atlanta, but can he continue that? I don't know. So at 6.3K, I think he's a fine play. I'm not really, again, like going over. I'm not like overly excited to play him, but I think if you land on him, that's okay. Tannehill's at 6'2", uh, another, you know, guy that's got some risk, right? Cleveland is, um, is a little more stout against the run than they are in the past, so maybe you look to Tannehill and A.J. Brown, but this is like the same thing with Minnesota, right? Is Tennessee is a run first team. So if it's closer, they're playing from head. It's going to be a heavy dose of Derrick Henry, who went off, broke the slate last game. Let's see, other options at quarterback. Again, I know it's it's you want to throw up, but... Like Philip Rivers is, I guess, viable, right? And the matchup's really good here against Houston. Uh, last two games, 19, 22, and 18 fancy points. I'm probably still not going to do it, but I actually think he's in play here uh, for the matchup. Other options at quarterback, um, you know, we saw Derek Carr was somewhat chalky last game, complete bust, right? It's just this Raiders team, a little up and down. They are also a run first team in a game. They're probably even playing from ahead. Let's see, you know, Cam Newton at 5'8", there's just, there's always risk, right? If, if it's a close game, they're not going to throw the ball a ton. He threw 18 times. In a game they fell behind, he threw the ball 40 times, right? Game they're playing from ahead or close, 17. So, Cam Newton still possesses upside, but you need the game trip to be good for him. You need the Patriots to fall behind. If this game is close or they're playing from ahead, they're going to run the ball a ton. Other options at quarterback, I mean, Matt Ryan is playable in GPPs, but has a pretty low floor. <laughs> Same thing with Wentz, right? And they're, they're given, they said they were, you know, Coach Peak, they said they were going to give Jalen Hurts more snaps, so they only played like two or three snaps, I think. Uh, hard to go there with confidence. Now, with Foles versus Trubisky, uh, Trubisky's at 5-4. They said Trubisky will start versus the Lions. I mean, I don't think it's the worst play in the world. The concern is that Nick Foles uh, looks like he is good to go, practice fully. So like he will be there if Trubisky struggles. So that makes me feel a little bit uneasy. But you know, of the guys like down in this range, like the really cheap quarterbacks, I think the guy I feel the best about is Trubisky. But yeah, there, there's risk involved with everyone here. Like I'm not going to go to Baker at five three. I'm not playing Sam Darnold. It's just quarterback is there's not a lot of options and for me like it's probably Deshaun Watson I like Aaron Rodgers a lot too like those are the two quarterbacks that I'm looking to for this slate let's move on to running back so Dalvin Cook at 9.5k was a chalk bust last week and got a little bit banged up gotta keep on this I assume he'll be good to go practice in limited fashion uh, on Thursday uh this should be good game trip right Jacksonville uh I'm not confident with them scoring a ton of points here 
Um, you know, Minnesota is a team that, like I said, that, that when they're playing from ahead, they're going to run the ball a ton. Uh, I expect uh, if they are playing from ahead, we could get 30-plus touches from Dalvin Cook. So, sure, he would had an off game last game. Uh, but I'm fine going back to while they're in cash games. I think he is one of the safer plays. Obviously, you're going to have to pay a premium for him. And Derrick Henry at 9-2, I'm probably not going to do it, but I get it, right? I get the, uh, you know, the whole Derrick Henry in December type deal, right? He always seems to come on late in the season. So if you want to go to Derrick Henry, I'm not going to talk you off him. Did actually have two catches on four targets last game. 41 fancy points. He always breaks the slate at least a few times a year. Broke it last slate when no one was really on him. Um, yeah, if you want to go back to Derrick Henry, I'm not going to talk you off him. It's just I'm not going to go there. Um, the upside is, is really high in him. It is. And like I said, if Tennessee, if this game's close or playing from ahead, you could see 30-plus touches from Derrick Henry. So at the top, you're going to have to make a tough call with Cook versus Henry. For me, I would slightly prefer Cook. But if you feel strongly about Henry, I'm not going to talk you off him. Chubb at 7.7, more of a GPP play, right, just because he's still competing with touches for Kareem Hunt. So it's never really a game where he's gonna, you can expect Chubb for 30-plus touches. What we can expect from Chubb is probably around 20 um, in a good matchup, and he's had over 100 yards the last three games. So, yeah, not a cash game play for me, but I think you can go there in GPPs. Josh Jacobs not looking like he'll be good to go. Uh, hasn't practiced the last couple of games. So if he misses, we look to, to Devontae Booker. I think would be a pretty solid play in the mid-range. Um, so, yeah, that's something to monitor. Again, we'll talk about it more in the live stream. Robinson at 7-3. If you think the Jags can can keep this game closer or even are playing from ahead, like, you can lift to Robinson. Now, he is kind of game flow independent, right, because they'll use him in the passing game as well. He had five catches and six targets the last game. I just think the price, right, 7-3, it feels a little bit too much for Robinson. So I think more of a GBP play there. Jones and play for GBPs as well. It's just, again, competing with touches for Jamal Williams. Never a guy that's really going to go for 20-plus touches, but still is very productive when he gets the ball. Eckler at 7-1. Talked about him being my favorite GBP play all week. And then, yeah, I didn't play him. Just the way it's been going for me recently in NFL. But, um, once again, Eckler is in play here, even with the price hike. Um, we do have Belage looking like he'll be good to go. So I'm interested to see what the snap distribution will be. Like, will it be... 50-50, will it be 60-40? You know, my best guess is somewhere probably around 70-30, 60-40 Eckler. And uh, yeah, it just, he has such a high floor due, due to his pass catching ability. He had 11 catches and 16 targets. We probably won't see that many again, but um, I think Eckler is still in play in both formats here. Kamaris is not someone to go to it. And the reason being, and he's still a little bit banged up. Uh, and with Taysom Hill playing quarterback, just the upside is not there with him. Just not, doesn't have uh, you know, the reason we love Kamara is his pass-catching ability. And with Taysom Hill playing quarterback, they're just not going to pass the ball a ton. So I don't really have – it's crazy. 7K Kamara against Atlanta, but I really don't have any interest in him. Other options, again, I don't trust Philly's uh, offense right now. DeAndre Swift, this is something to monitor. He's off concussion protocol but missed practice on Friday. We'll see. There, there's quotes that he, they said he still wasn't right. So this is something to keep an eye on. If he can't go on Sunday, I think on Johnson, potential value. Like, I'd rather play him than AP. So, yeah, this is another, uh, you know, situation we'll, we'll keep an eye on. Chris Carson's at 6-3. Downside here is only eight carries last game, right? I think they're going to kind of ease him back. They still have Carlos Hyde. So, if this is going to be like a 50-50 split, then I'm not, like, overly excited about it. If I knew Chris Carson was going to get a majority of the touches here in this game, then I would really like him at 6-3, right? This is a game Seattle probably playing from ahead. So, it's a tough one. Like, if he was full go and I expected a, a full workload from Carson, I would really like him this price. But again, I don't know if he's going to get his full workload. Other options at running back. I know Latavius had the big game last game, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm probably, like, 5'9 is just, 
If he was cheaper, I'd have more interest in him. He got more carries than, than Kamara did. But, yeah, I'm still not overly excited about Latavius. Jonathan Taylor at, at uh, 5.7K. Um, yeah, he was out last game due to COVID. He's back now. It's just, I just, it's hard to trust this Colts backfield, right? It is. They will go with the hot hand. It was Hines like three games ago. It was Taylor two games ago. And then it was Hines last game because they fell behind and they didn't have Taylor. Wilkins will still get mixed in a bit. So if you want to take a shot in him, fine for GPPs. It's a good matchup, but it's just, I can't trust it in cash games. Drake, Kenny Drake's actually been really good. Super tilting because I put him so many times early on in the year. Um, he's been getting a little bit more involved in the pass game, two recent weeks, five and four targets. It's just this matchup, right? The matchup against the Rams is not a good one, but he's still a guy we can probably expect 15 to 20 touches from. So yeah, viable, but again, more of a GP play. Gallman at 5-6. Do you trust his Giants offense? I don't know if I do. It's a good matchup, but yeah, I'm probably not, not super, super uh, excited about that one. Now, these are the two plays here in the mid-range that I really like. Devontae Booker's at 5'5", and this is assuming Jacobs can't go. If Jacobs plays, I don't want to play Devontae Booker. If Jacobs is out, I think Devontae Booker looks like a pretty good option. He should be their bell cow back, or they'll probably work in Jalen Richard more for pass-catching uh, duties. But yeah, good matchup. They're probably playing behind here against the Jets. I think Devontae Booker does make for a pretty solid play here in the mid-range. I also really like David Montgomery. I know some people you know, commented last video, Oh, David Montgomery always seems to bust when he's popular. Fine, you don't have to play David Montgomery. You don't. If you don't like him, you don't have to go there. The positive of David Montgomery, great matchup. He's the ball call back. Like, he does not come out of the game, right? If you watch that game last game against Green Bay, he, like, rarely, if ever, came out. So, he'll be at the majority of the game. No treat Cohen. Uh, targets is there, right? He's averaging about five targets a game. So, I really like David Montgomery. He is probably one of my favorite plays of the slate. But if you don't want to go there, you don't have to. But, yeah, for me, he is one of my favorite plays. Other options at running back. Gurley, status up in the air. If he can't go, yeah, we can look to Brian Hill, but didn't really get the bell cow work and was a chalk bust that last game. Don't really want to go to Gio with the back of quarterback. Um, James White is, like, their only pass-catching running back now for New England, but... Still 5Ks, like, eh, it would have to be cheaper for me to get uh, consideration there. AP's a 4-9. Carrion is, where's Carrion Johnson? Uh, hold on. See men price. Carrion Johnson's 4-4. So, um, with those Detroit running backs, if DeAndre flipped us out, I would prefer Carrion Johnson to AP. Reason being, well, AP, not a guy that's going to go out there and catch a ton of passes. Carrion Johnson is. So floor is a little bit higher with him because he's their pass switching back. He's still, honestly, he looked better to me than, than AP. So, yeah, I would rather play Carrion than I would AP. AP's production, the reason he got there is he, he had two uh, goal, line or goal line touchdowns last game. Again, Brian Hill, Edo Smith, they'll be mixed in as, you know, the backs here if Gurley's out. But, again, it wasn't like Brian Hill was the workhorse. Edo played, got 12 carries. But, again, that game did get out of hand. Other options of running back, I think that wraps up for me. Yeah, so let's move on to wide receiver. Wide receiver, Devontae looks like a really good play in GBPs. The price point, I think, will scare some people off. Again, there is some risk. Obviously, you know, Ken Philly scoring enough points to make this competitive. But Devontae just has upside and is in play every single week with an underpriced Aaron Rodgers. Metcalf versus Lockett. This is one of the most tilting, like, I just, I hate this. For I just hate this situation in DFS. Trying to guess which one's going to be. It's always one that is a big game, and if you guess wrong, the other one always busts, right? So it's like, 
it, it literally is a guessing game. You, you can do, you can look into the matchup, you can see who has the better matchup. It doesn't matter. It's literally a guessing game. Metcalf is the more talented receiver, but he's also 8 2. Lockett's a 7 4. Again, they seem to just take turns in the big games. It's just GPPs to me. I can't trust in cash games. Keenan Allen is someone I can trust in cash games because of the high target share. Right? Averaging probably double-digit targets every single week. Um, yeah, when, when Herbert's passing, you know where it's going to. It's Keenan Allen, it's Eckler, uh, it's Hunter Henry. So, And, and uh, Herbert's been passing ball a ton recently. So yeah, Keenan Allen is in play for me. I think he does have a pretty high floor. Hopkins at 7-8, I think goes overlooked because of the matchup uh, and the fact that he's only had 10 fantasy points in back-to-back games. But I kind of like him as a contrarian play. Uh, some of the Rams wide receivers, we'll talk about Woods and Cup, I think are, are too cheap. They're, they look like some of the better plays in the slate. So if you wanted to build a tournament lineup, you know, you could just go like a Kyler Hopkins stack, run it back with one or both of those Rams receivers. I think that's a pretty decent way to, to build a tournament lineup. So yeah, kind of like him more of the GPP play. AJ Brown's at 7-6. Uh, didn't practice on, on Thursday, so there's something to keep an eye on. Uh, if he can't go, uh, then we could look to uh, Corey Davis. But I expect AJ Brown to go. Thielen's back at 7-3, so, you know, with him and Justin Jefferson. Now, Justin Jefferson doesn't look as good of a play, but still, these guys will play a majority of the game. It's really a matchup. Um, it's just, you know, Jacksonville score enough points. Uh, we know Dalvin Cook, I, I think, will still, once again, be pretty popular. It's so one way to leverage that ownership, but you just go to the wide receivers. And Thielen and Jefferson have upside, right? So, yeah, both viable here. Let's see, Calvin Ridley's at 7.2K. Where's Julio Jones? Julio Jones has not, uh, is expected a little, practice a little bit of Friday. So this is something to monitor. If he can't go, Ridley is, you know, again, you can make the argument. I think he looks a little bit better with, with when Julio's not out there. Uh, but you can make the argument Julio being out there maybe helps him a bit. Either way, Ridley, the matchup is not great against New Orleans. Like, New Orleans has been really stout defensively. So I think more suited for GPPs. And then we kind of get to the mid-range here. So there's a couple plays I really like here. Like Allen Robinson, one of them at 6'7". I'm really high in Chicago. Uh, like, I really like Allen Robinson. I really like Montgomery. I really like Darnell Mooney. Um, and I think Mitchell Trubisky is actually a pretty solid, cheap quarterback play. So that's kind of, where I guess, where I'm taking my stand this week is I really like these Chicago guys. Uh, Robinson is a guy that, you know, averaging like 10 targets a game. And matchup, like I said, is really good here. So I, I think Robinson is a pretty solid play there in the mid-range. Devontae Parker at 6.4K. Matchup's pretty solid. Just the price went up. Um, I still think viable, and he is clearly their number one guy. Uh, so, yeah, no issue there uh, with Devontae Parker. Now, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are two of my favorite plays in the slate. Again, when they're priced about the same, I will give that just a cup. I know he had a bad game last game, two catches and five targets. But this is a guy that possesses huge upside in a pretty decent matchup here. Robert Woods, right? Both these guys, the number one and the number two. Uh, Woods had a pretty solid game last game where Cup struggled, but both possess upside, right? Woods, 28-33. Cups had games in the high 20s as well. So I like both these Rams receivers a lot. I just think they're too underpriced on this slate. Other options of wide receiver, well, we have Will Fuller suspended, right? So Brandon Cooks is going to be the guy. And they don't have a ton of other options. Right? They looked Kiki Cutie in the slop. I don't know if Kiki Cutie's role will change a ton. So Brandon Cooks is the guy for me that, like, in this range, I like a lot. Um, I know the matchup against the Colts is not necessarily the best, but you saw what um, Tennessee just did to them last week. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think Brandon Cooks is is a pretty solid play here, 5.68. Definitely someone looking to in the mid-range. Other options, I don't trust the Philly receivers. You saw what happened last game. Right? It was Fulgham Rieger. The game before played, like, basically the entire game. The last game was, like, everyone playing, like, 50%. I, I just, I'm not doing it. I don't trust Carson Wentz either. Uh, I have no interest in, in Fulgham at that price. 
Other options, a wide receiver. Let's see, Crowder's a 5-1. I like the price a little bit better on Mims. Uh, Crowder's been struggling recently. Two, four, and five targets. One, Mims and Perriman have been healthy. So, yeah, I would just rather play Mims for the discount. Now, with the Colts receivers, Pittman, T.Y., I think both look pretty decent options in the slate and a good matchup. Pittman's a 4-9. Um, had nine targets last game, only two catches, uh, but I think he looks like a pretty decent play there. Also, again, two wise at 4-3. Number one and number two targets here for the Colts. I know two wise has been disappointing this year, but two guys I think you can look to if you want a game stack already. If you want to go Watson, Cooks, run it back from those Colts receivers, I think that's, again, pretty good good way to, to build a GBP lineup. I don't trust the Cincy receivers playing in the back of quarterback. Um, Ruggs is just the, the Raiders receivers. I don't trust them either. Uh, no one's really playing a ton. Reynolds is at 4-2. If you can't afford either either Cup or Woods, I think he's an okay option here for value. Still a guy that will be out the majority of the game. 9, 10, 6, and 6 targets. He's getting a healthy amount of targets. I think he's a fine option here for value. If you need someone cheap uh, and you can't afford one of those top range receivers. Denzel Mims a 4-1. I still think looks a good play here. Uh, targets have been there. He's running a lot of routes, playing the entire game. 8, 7, 8 targets. This guy has upside. He hasn't broken the slate yet. Price still come up a bit. But yeah, I like Denzel Mims once again. Other options, a wide receiver. Um, old BC Johnson is no longer in play with Adam Thielen being back. You know, Pascal is the number three for the Colts, a 3-5. Viable. Kiki Cutie, I don't know if his role changes a ton, right? I don't think he'll be lined up out wide. He's their slot receiver. So still in play here. Again, he will play in the slot since Randall Cobb is out. I think he's a fine value option. Uh, we know, again, the, the Texans are a team that, that like to, to air it out. Jakeem Grant at 3-5. The snaps went down for him last game. Only put 35% of the snaps. Not overly excited about it. Darnell Mooney's the guy at 3-4. I'm, I'm just I'm high on Chicago. I am. Uh, he is playing the entire game. He's running a ton of routes. Um, he's a guy that has a lot of upside. Um, and again, I like the matchup. So I really like Darnell Mooney at 3-4. Um, yeah, the Bears are a team that I'm, I'm pretty high on this week. Andy Isabella at Fitzgerald is once again... Uh, can't go because of COVID. I think it looks like a pretty decent play. But over 50% of the snaps last game, he should be used a good amount of the slot. 3.2K is cheap. So, yeah, if you need a punt play, I don't hate Andy Isabella. AJ Green, again, 3-1, but I just I don't really want to play any of the Cincy receivers. Alshon's a mid-price. He did play 50% of the snaps, but uh, I just I don't know if I can do it. I think that really wraps it up for, for wide receiver. I guess the last, I do want to mention the Houston wide receivers. Like, and Cooks is going to be the number one guy. Kiki Cutie's role, I don't think, changes. He'll play out of the slot. Now, who is it going to be? Uh, they have Coulter. They have um, someone else. I forget his name. And they don't have him on DraftKings, which is a little bit uh, a little bit tilting. But let me go to wide receivers here for Houston. I'm going on the ESPN app. Um, let's go to Houston. So it's Coulter, and it's Stephen Mitchell Jr. Um, don't really know who is going to be the the guy that fills in for Fuller, but whoever does, like, I think makes for a good value play. Now, again, Mitchell not on the slate, so Coulter, only guy here. Will it be him? Will it be Mitchell? I don't know, but um, I wish they had Mitchell on the slate as well. But yeah, that's really that's really it for wide receivers. Let's move on to tight end. Uh, Waller's at the top at 6-1. Playable here uh, against the Jets. Uh, he's the most talented tight end on the slate. Um, it's just, you know, Raiders have been a little bit up and down, you know, looked great against Kansas City and then did absolutely nothing against Atlanta, again, probably because Derek Carr really, really struggled. So, yeah, Waller has a bounce back, I think he goes low on, more of a GPP play for me. Evan Ingram, a 4-9, he's getting targeted a good, a good amount. It's just, uh, again, no Daniel Jones, yeah, makes him a little bit riskier, so 
Ingram is in play here, but uh, there is risk involved for sure. Hunter Henry playing majority of the game, running a ton of routes. I think he's a fine option there for it. If you can't get to Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler, you want to piece that Chargers offense. I think that's okay. Now, Goddard's a 4-3. He's only Philly receiver. You know, he's a tight end, but he's the only guy I feel confident in. Uh, Ertz is coming back, but probably going to play in a limited fashion. Don't really think it affects Goddard too much. Uh, with the receivers, again, they're mixing in everyone. Uh, hurts everyone's upside. So God, it's the only guy I would look to here for Philly and the only guy I would play in a stack. I mean, if you wanted to play Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams, the only guy I'd run it back with is Dallas Goddard. I think he is in play here at 4-3 in a game Philly will be playing from behind. Again, the only piece from Philly I want. Or it's, again, coming back, probably going to be uh, playing in a limited fashion. Juno Smith at 4-1. Didn't practice Thursday, something to keep an eye on. Uh, back-to-back games of six targets. He's someone that can look in the red zone. So, yeah, playable, but uh, got to keep an eye on that status. If he can't go, we can look to Anthony Ferkser, I think would be a pretty solid value play. Ferkser at the mid-price 2-5. He's still running a decent amount of routes. So, yeah, if Junior Smith can't go, I think Ferkser's the guy I would look to to punt at tight end. And then, yeah, tight end is just, yeah, not a lot of great plays here. Like, Colts, they utilize three tight ends. Hard to, get, hard to feel really good about that. Irv Smith at 3-2. Uh, if he can't go, we, we can look at Kyle Rudolph, uh, who would play a majority of the game, run more routes. Right, the last game had seven catches and eight targets. You know, with Disley versus Hollister, I would rather play Hollister. He's their pass catching tight end, but still, like, yeah, you're not gonna feel amazing about it. So, yeah, tight end is pretty weak this week. Um, we'll talk about it more in the live stream again. Some some injuries to monitor here with you know Juno Smith, possibly a guy like uh, Ferkser being in play for value, and then finally defense for me. Well, if you look at the mid-price defense, again, defense is such a high-variance position that a lot of the time I will punt it. So a couple defenses you can look to. Well, the Jets, I think, are in play. You saw Derek Carr really, really struggle the last game. Jets are 2.1K, viable. Bengals are 2-3, don't hate it. Miami's offense been a little bit up and down. Uh, again, they're in play. Falcons defense against Taysom Hill. Not the same offense with, with, with Hill running the show than is Drew Brees. So Falcons defense, I think you can look to them as well. Um, you know, downside, I guess, with the Falcons defense is the fact that, you know, defenses get a lot of points from dropbacks, and the Saints are just not going to throw the ball a ton unless they fall behind big time. Other defenses in play. If you get up to the mid-range, like the Bears, they are a really good defense. Um, 3.1K seems about right, though. Seahawks defense, uh, going up and back, quarterback is in play, 3-3. Uh, Raiders, we know the Jets always struggle. So, yeah, there's defenses at the top are going to look good, but you're going to have to pay a premium for them, like the Packers. We know Eagles are just a turnover machine right now, so you want to pay 3-8 for the Packers. I get it. Um, if you spend all the way up for the Dolphins, Dolphins have been a really good defense here in the playing against back and quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the defenses at the top are going to look good, but for me, most of the time, I like to punt it. So, yeah, the really cheap defenses, I think, are in play here. Jets, Bengals, Falcons, that's probably where I would look. But we'll talk about defense more in the live stream. We'll talk about, obviously, a lot more things and answer all your questions in the live stream. So that's going to do it for the video today, guys. If you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave the like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos you know when to go live. Um, again, I'll be live streaming one hour before lock, so make sure to check out the live stream, guys, Sunday morning on my YouTube channel. Uh, but, yeah, thanks again. hope you guys have a great day, and I will see you Sunday in the live stream.